Talking with Topher is sponsored by slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and naturalbossnh.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 88. Talking with Topher. Talking with Topher. Talking with Topher. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. That's right. It's December 6th, 2021, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I am so happy to be back. But for you, it's Thursday, December 9th, and it's whatever time you happen to be listening or watching. That's what time it is. So um, I'm just super grateful for all the new subscribers. Yes, I saw you. I am so thankful, and I always have to say thank you to all my subscribers because you keep me coming back here week after week. So thank you for all that you do. If you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, set the alarms, put give a thumbs up for the videos, share, rate, review, and leave comments. All of that helps the podcast grow, and I need your help to do that. If you want to follow me, I am on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All the handles are in the lower thirds under me, or they're in the description below the video. And again, I try to give as much content as I can every week. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. That's right, talking with Topher at gmail.com is the official email of the podcast. And you can get more involved by sending an email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. And with that all out of the way, let's get into today's episode. All right. So today's episode is going to be a little different. Last week, we had no current events. This week, I'm basically having no weekly roundup. I'll, I, I, I didn't really have too much going on. I mean... There's always stuff going on, but it was uh, very personal. Um, so the only gist I can give you um, is that uh, I lost my shit again. Yeah, this happens. Man, it's got to be the weekly for me. I mean, I just can't stop thinking about failing all the time. All the fucking time. It drives me nuts. And um, that's probably going to mess up the algorithm. Oh, well, who cares? Um, but yeah, it's just been stressful, you know, um, I think I mentioned that my Subaru died and I had to buy a new car. And of course that led me to, uh, getting rid of my wife's lease and getting into another, uh, car for her. So two cars at the same time. And of course it was, it wasn't supposed to happen till April and plans never go according to plan. Um, but this happened, you know four months too early for me. And my brain is one that needs to have structure, right? I think I've mentioned this many, many times. I have OCD, I have anal retentiveness. And because of that, like I can't even get out of my car without closing the little door that goes over the cup holders or they, they still put like a place for an ashtray in vehicles today. Like mine it looks like it would be an ashtray, but it's got, like, f fuzzy stuff in it. It's not plastic. And then where the lighter would go, 
It's just like a fake-looking lighter thing. So why are you guys even designing that into the cars anymore? What? Why? Just have a spot for the cigarette lighter, and now it's just a plug, and you eliminate that little ashtray. It's just weird to me. So all of those doors have to be closed in order for me to get out of my car, right? It's just like uh, walking over to the door and making sure it's locked. I don't have trouble um, with anything like that. I don't have to touch a handle 50 times before I know that it's closed or locked or anything like that. But I have little things that I have, right? And I got my structure for the week. I have to follow these things. Everything has to be the same. Um, shows have to be watched on the same days. Uh, all these things that I have to do in my life because of these, I guess you call them disorders. I'm not sure. Maybe they are disorders, but they make me feel like uh, everything's okay. So I make plans and then plans don't go the way I want them to. And now I am stuck in my mind because we weren't supposed to buy cars right now. So now I'm trying to figure out how to uh, take care of all this. I have to restructure the bills. I have to uh, uh, change the way we pay things. Everything's got to change. I have to update my registration, which I just got done doing. I have to, um, oh, I had to call the insurance companies and update the insurance. I had to uh, do all of this shit. Like, there is so much involved. Like uh, When I was a kid, I was just like, mom, dad, buy me a car. You know what I mean? And I never realized how much goes into it. Now, I've been an owner of a vehicle for quite some time. And um, it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Especially when registration is due on your birthday month. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have to buy new vehicles on your birthday month. So now you paid for registration. Now you bought new vehicles. Now you have to go and take care of the registration all over again. So I'm having a hard time dealing with this. Christmas is right around the corner trying to figure all of this out. We got like, you know, my my car bills finally came in for the two new ones. They're due at the end of the month. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do, right? So I am freaking out. I, I freaked out and it wasn't, it wasn't like I freaked out on my wife. I just freaked out. And you want to know what the tipping point was? I dropped a lid. Yeah. So my wife sees me drop a lid, and then I just go ham, right? I'm going off about everything. And she gets a little upset, and she's like, well, I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just upset in general. There's a lot of stuff I got to do. I got to call insurance companies. I got to do this. I got to do all this stuff, right? And I don't want to be doing this right now. This isn't what I was supposed to be doing right now. We were supposed to be on another plan and doing other things and having an enjoyable December. That's why I didn't want to buy cars in December because I know how stressful it is and there's already enough stress. So I freak out and, um, you know, she's not mad at me. She was a little bummed out, but that was it. I had... Uh, had so many things happen, so many things go wrong. My life is feeling like it's being flipped upside down. Uh, things are not happening on the same days anymore. And I drop a lid and just blow up. 
And I have to say that I was very disappointed in myself, but at the end of it, I was so happy that, like, she she listened. She wasn't very happy. She was upset. But at the same time, you know, I, she was like, I understand. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the normal, which is, you know, I'm attacking and this and that. And, you know, you're not doing enough or make m- m- somehow I uh, no not somehow I, I make her feel less than. And this time that wasn't it. It wasn't the case. You know, it was just a legitimate uh, pot over boiling, I guess, would be what I could say. So, like I said, not too much going on right now um, during the week. Uh, So I didn't want to bore you with all of that. I just, you know, I'm still working on it. I'm I'm breathing. Uh, I just, I just lose it. I just lose it, and I'm just glad I'm not losing it like I used to. My head's on straight. Um, I'm thinking about what I'm saying. I am upset about legitimate things, not just stupid things like it used to be. You know, if uh, there was, you know, something wasn't cleaned or my floors were dirty. I mean, those were also things that I was like, ah, I got to get this done. You know, the salt, we we got snow, we got icy, we brought, we spread the salt, and now the dogs have brought the salt all into the house. So, I mean, I just got a lot going on like everybody else. I'm no different than anybody else out there. And it's very stressful this time of year, you know? So... I was unhappy with myself for blowing up, but then I was happy with myself for not turning it on her, right? And then at the same time, I was keeping focused and I was sticking with what I was upset about. And at the same time that I'm saying what I'm upset about, it's like airing out the dirty laundry. So by the time I'm done, I feel so much better. It's like a weight has been lifted. And here we are on Monday. And it was, I've gotten almost all my shit done now. You know, between yesterday and today, just got a lot of stuff done. Um, But like I said earlier in the podcast, I do want to do mostly current events today. There is a lot of stuff going on, and I'm going to let everybody know this is not where to get your news. You know, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. Maybe I got some factual information. Probably not. But I do enjoy doing some current events that are actually current. So because I could not, um, because I could not do that when I was recording early, uh, because everything I would have been putting out was a week behind. That's why I did a little bit of catch-up last week and didn't do any current events because I wanted to see what was going on in the world. I wanted to uh, just do a whole bunch of stuff today because there's just so much going on, and I think we need to do that. But before we do any of that, it's time to pay the bills. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. And uh, it's the holidays. They're here. 
The holidays are here. That's right. Thanksgiving right around the corner and Christmas right after that. Thanksgiving's the best time to figure out what everybody wants. And what better gifts to get than slow down? They got all the shirts, hats, gloves, sweatpants, sweatshirts, leggings, you name it. They got it. And it's great quality at a great price. And now with the holidays right around the corner and the mail slowing down, this is the time to go buy your holiday gifts and get them shipped out ASAP. Yeah, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Get all of your gifts here this year. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we're open 1030 to 8 p.m. seven days a week, excluding major holidays. Um, and you can feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And, of course, you can always shop inside of our store. This is the place to go for the holidays this year. Ching, 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 Yay! The holidays are here, right? Where can you go to get all the vaping products that your family members are looking for this year? Well, you can get them right here. At New Hampshire Vape Gallery. That's right. We've got them all. IPX80. How about the new G-Priv? What? This thing? Amazing. Great products. How about some Delta 8? By Moon Men. These disposables are awesome. We've also got CBD pre-rolls, CBD vapables. We've got your flavored juices. We got all your disposables in stock. We've got it all, and you can get it right here at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Ring, where we're open seven days a week, from 10.30 to 8 p.m., excluding major holidays. And feel free to come in and shop our selection. Yes. So get everybody what they're looking for this holiday season. And I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Man, oh man, I love this website. They just discontinued their hand sanitizer. And that's okay because we're all starting to realize we don't need it as much as we thought we did. But they've got something even better. A brand new roasted cacao body bomb. It's only going to be available for the holidays. Yay, the holidays. That's right. This holiday season, get yourself some awesome Roasted Cacao Body Bomb. It is awesome. It smells great. And it's great for moisturizing your skin. Amazing, amazing product. Um, I just think all of their products are great. We've got the uh, beard oil. 
We've got the salve for dry skin. You got the lip balm for dry lips. And then, of course, you have your foot and body soak that helps melt those stressful days away. And then after you're done soaking all that away, you can use the brand new cacao. Uh, use the brand new cacao body balm to bring some moisture back into your skin. And that's only going to be here for a short time. And that's the holidays. That's right. So get your holiday shopping done early and do it here at naturalbossnh.com. Buy one or all five of these products today. All right. We're going to get into some current events. Yes. Uh, let's see. I got, uh, quite a bit of these, so I'm going to try to keep it to about five minutes, uh, per article, but we'll see what happens. Um, but the first one I want to get into today is going to be this one here. Uh, you got FDA advisors endorsing Merck's COVID antiviral drug in a narrow vote. So it looks like the antiviral is going to go through. And we're going to have this as an option to help protect us and or uh, keep us out of the hospital, keep us alive in case we get COVID. Um, so let's hear what they have to say first. After the COVID pandemic, the head of the Federal Reserve said today that the new variant, Omicron, could throw a wrench into America's economic recovery, slowing hiring and no. hampering the fight against inflation. Well, that sent shockwaves through Wall Street. The Dow fell more than 600 points. That's a loss of nearly 2%. More than 200 cases of the new variant have turned up in 20 countries. We get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett. Even before Omicron cases are confirmed in the U.S., tonight researchers are preparing for its arrival, racing to analyze the strength of the arsenal to fight it. Today, Moderna's CEO told the Financial Times there is no world where his company's vaccine has the same level of effectiveness against Omicron as it does with the Delta variant. And Regeneron, makers of an antibody treatment that can reduce risk of hospitalization and death by 70% in high-risk patients, says early evidence shows it is less effective against Omicron and may need to be updated. Meanwhile, the U.S. is stepping up its surveillance system for tracking new coronavirus variants. We are now sequencing approximately 80,000 samples per week, about one in every seven PCR positive cases, and that's more than any other country. Currently testing antibody response against the new variant is Dr. David Ho of Columbia University. We suspect that there will be uh, a significant amount of loss in activity. The antibodies that have been elicited by the current vaccine may have worked very well against the original strain or even the Delta strain, but will work less well against Omicron. What does that mean for the amount of time it could now take to be protected against this strain? If the, the loss in vaccine efficacy were to be substantial, then companies will jump into action to make a new vaccine. Uh, that might require anywhere from three months on. There will be some delay. 
Also new tonight, the Washington Post reports that President Biden is considering implementing a testing rule for Americans returning from overseas travel, regardless of vaccination status. It could also include a requirement to self-quarantine for seven days, Nora, even if you test negative. All of that reminiscent of early uh, pandemic travel restrictions. Yeah, that's a significant development. Errol Barnett, thank you so much. I'm just going to say this. Um, Omicron, Omicron, Transformer, whatever the hell you want to call this new strain of coronavirus. Um, what? Now, I may be wrong because I sometimes am. So, what I have understood about this new variant is that uh it doesn't it doesn't have the same potency as the other ones. Now, if you know anything about viruses, and I know very little about viruses. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm a moron, okay? Um but what I understand is is that these viruses will continue to change, right? And the way viruses usually change is they usually get weaker. They don't get stronger. They don't become more deadly all the time. Most of the time, their variants are a weaker version of the original, and that's just because it's trying to live, right? Now, also, they said that this started in Africa. They're also now saying that it may not have started in Africa, but that for some reason they're pointing the finger at Africa. Now, the problem I have with that is that Africa was the first one to tell everybody about this new variant. Now, if you don't know what's going on in Africa, because most of us are focused on the United States, they have 6% of their population vaccinated right now. So why are we not helping them for giving us the information on this new variant, for putting themselves out there and saying, hey, we found something new. Everybody should look out for this. Uh, we're doing everything we can, and we're fi trying to figure it out, but this is the new thing, and now we're letting everybody know. And for a reward for doing that, they should, we should, um, you know, send them more vaccines. Send them more shit. Con like, why are we blackballing them, right? We stopped travel. We did that. we doing all these things, right? We're going back to restrictions, back to uh, 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 having to stay somewhere for seven days and quarantining. Um, why aren't we rewarding them? Why, I don't understand why we're blackballing them. We, we should be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Here is some, some uh, 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 vaccines for you uh, for putting yourself out there and, and, and finding this for us. Because this isn't going to stop. All right? We're in a, we're in a pandemic. That's whatever now. Um, but, but we're going to wind up in an endemic which means we just live with this thing, right? And Omicron is new, 
But so far, what I've heard is no, no, no deaths. I haven't heard anything about deaths. I just keep hearing that uh, people are popping positive with the new strain. Okay, are they dying? Are our hospitals full? And when you say our hospitals are overwhelmed, do you only have 10 beds for COVID? And now those 10 beds are full and you're like, ah, we're overwhelmed. So again, we're back to this. We're back to, oh, be scared, be scared, be scared. Well, I don't want to be fucking scared anymore. I'm done with you trying to scare me into staying home, which we know doesn't work, to uh, uh, keeping me away from my friends and family, which we know doesn't work, to putting on a fucking mask to go do anything. I don't want to do that anymore. And I know that I don't have to, um, at least in the state of New Hampshire. And I'm sure if I have to go certain places, I'd have to put one on. You always are going to have to wear one on a, uh, in a hospital now. That's never going to change. They will never take that back. Um, I'm pretty sure traveling on a plane, masks are going to be the normal. You know what I mean? I know that there's going to be specific areas that we will probably never not be able to wear a mask anymore. But if it's only got 20% efficacy, what are we doing? Like, I understand those certain things. I do. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here going, I'm never going to wear it on a plane. You can do it. No, no, no. If you're asking me to wear it in order for me to do something, I get it. I get it. But my problem is, is that people have to go to work now and they have to live in these friggin' masks, right? Which are doing nothing and the customers are coming in and they're not wearing masks. So therefore, it's not even 20% for the employees. So they still have a great opportunity to catch COVID. Now, if you catch Omicron, you have a better chance of not going to the hospital, right? And at this point in time where there are vaccinations, there are things that can help keep you out of the hospital and possibly keep you from dying. Well, then it's up to the people now. It's not up to to our government. It's not up to the who. It's not up to any of these people whether or not we get vaccinated, whether or not we wear masks, whether or not we choose to stay home and isolate ourselves from everybody. That's not up to you anymore. And that is the problem I'm having right now with all of this. I've been seeing nothing but positive cases. New Hampshire right now has got like one of the worst positive cases out of the country is what I read yesterday, I believe. And so what? They're just positive cases. Who cares? Why are we not looking at the important shit? Hospitalizations. Death. The death should be the number one thing we're looking at. I don't understand why we're not looking at it. I haven't seen one death from Omicron. Now, has it happened between the time of me recording and Thursday, or did, did it happen this morning? Possibly. But are more people dying of Omicron than they were of the original variant? Uh, is it as deadly as the, the Delta variant? No. 
It just spreads more. It's more contagious. But if it's more contagious and less um, effective or there's less chance of it killing you, why are they trying to scare us? Right? Why? I just think this is insane. I do not understand why they want to keep us in this fear bubble. And I, I don't want to be in it anymore. So now they're coming out with, um, you know, the, 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 the pill, um, the, the Merck, Merck pill. So, so you got the Merck pill. Uh, we've got vaccines. We've got all kinds of stuff now in place that help us deal with this um, time and time again. And they're just going to, it's going to keep getting better. Um, we're going to have more things. And yes, it is frustrating that this vaccine has gone from one shot to two shots, now three with the booster. But let's just get real. It's a third vaccine, right? And then is this just going to continue? Now they're saying the vaccines aren't compatible with Omicron. Get out of here. Get out of here with this BS you keep trying to feed us over and over and over again. There are so many vaccines out there that are two, three, four, five shots. When you get bit by a rabid animal, right, you have to go get a rabies shot. That's like five shots in your stomach. So this isn't uncommon. But if you're going to make us get multiple shots every time there's a variant, that's a problem. Because I do not believe that it's any different, really, than the first one or the Delta. And from what I can see, what I've read, what I've heard, it's, it's not that bad. It actually might be closer to the flu than the first variant or the original variant and Delta. So my only word of advice to everybody out there is to do research, look into this, and take care of yourself. At the end of the day, that's what's going to help us get through this. Not our government, not these fucking morons trying to scare us. Taking care of your body, taking care of your health, and doing what you feel is necessary to keep you out of the hospital, that's what's important. All right? So, I don't know. I just think this whole Omicron thing is a bunch of fucking BS, and I just think we're going to see more and more variants. Every year, this thing is going to change. You can't keep us in this fear bubble anymore. You just can't do it. I'm done with it. I know I am. I'm vaccinated. I'll go get my fucking booster. I'll go do all of that shit. I don't care at this point. But I'm not putting on a mask, and I'm not going to be afraid of this thing anymore. So you can go fucking piss in a hat for all I care. Um, you know, all, all the news people, they can all go piss in a hat. Stop trying to scare us. You know, they're like trying to report on something that they have no information on, just like me, but at least I'm a moron and I admit it. 
And I just try to tell you what I'm doing to, to, to make myself feel safer, to take care of myself, and, and, and still be able to go on with my days. You know what I mean? With my life. And not live in this fucking fear bubble of where I have to stay home. It's, it's just insane to me, and I do not appreciate it. So, first article, more than five minutes. All right, here we go. Next one. All right, so the White House announces U.S. diplomatic boycott of 2022 Winter Olympics. Has anybody been paying attention to this? Do you know about the tennis player that went missing? No? All right, well, I don't know her name, okay? But it's a big deal. She was a super, super uh, amazing tennis player, right? And she said some things against, I think it was, I don't, even, I don't know, what you, the dictator of China? I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. So then she disappeared. Disappeared off the face of the planet. And now, uh, recently, there was a thing that popped up. Uh, I want to say it was Twitter, uh, where it basically... Uh, was her account, and it seemed like it was her trying to say this, but if you read it, you were like, oh, this is not done by anybody I would know. You know what I mean? Like, you just could read it, and you're like, oh, this is not her. So it came back on, and it said, the the, the tweet, um, you know, uh, what I did, what I said, I'm sorry, I'm fine, and tennis is great in China, and I'll, uh, I'll be back soon. Something like that. Or I'm back, I'm safe. You know, um, if, you, if, you, if you know what I'm talking about, you're probably screaming at me. Oh, he doesn't even know. No, I, I heard it a bunch of times, but I didn't pull it up. Um, but now we're going as far. Like, uh, what is that called? The WCAA, I think. Um, but they pulled out of China. Um, for for tennis, so the WCAA women's something or other, but yeah, so they pulled out of China, and now we're boycotting the Winter Olympics in Beijing. So let's hear what they have to say on this, um, because you know it's probably going to be uh, a lot better than what I just said. So let's check it out. The White House just announced a diplomatic boycott of the upcoming Winter Games in China. Again, this is a diplomatic boycott, not a full boycott. That means no U.S. government officials will attend the Games in Beijing, but U.S. athletes can still participate. The U.S. is accusing China of committing genocide against Uyghur Muslims and other human rights abuses, both in China and Hong Kong. Now, China said earlier that it would retaliate if the U.S. made this move. Let's bring in Gordon Chang. He's a columnist for Newsweek and the author of the book, The Coming Collapse of China. Gordon, China's threatening retaliation. What does that look like, or is it simply a bluff? We don't know what it would look like, Anna. Um, China has threatened similar measures in the past and not carried through. This time, though, is different. I think Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, will actually impose some sort of cost on the U.S. But because China needs the U.S. now much more than we need them, these measures are not going to be substantial. Got to remember that China's going through some really severe crises right now, especially the debt matter. And so I'm sure Chinese leaders don't feel very secure. 
Do you think this is the right move by the Biden administration? Does a diplomatic boycott send a strong enough message? I think that it's a step in the right direction. Um, it has to occur. But I also think that we should be trying to get the International Olympic Committee to move the games. And that's a number of reasons. First of all, there's a question about the safety of athletes. With the disappearance of Peng Shui, the, um, the tennis star, um, there's a real concern that athletes going to China will not be safe. But also, of course, as you mentioned, um, there's the issue of China committing genocide. And the 1948 Genocide Convention actually requires us to prevent and punish acts of genocide. And, and one can interpret that as a move as a, that we should be boycotting a, the games at full stop. Yeah. So there you have it. You know, I thought it was a full boycott, but it's not. So, but there is so many things going on in China right now, along with Russia. And, you know, um, it's not good. It's just not good. And I don't think any of the Olympians should go there um, since this has all been said. Their lives could be in danger now. You know, how many other um, people besides, you know, this famous tennis player have just disappeared in China because they said things against their ruler? Um, I mean, they, they, I find it funny that everybody um, in America only looks at America. And then they go other places, and they're completely shocked that it's not like America. We are the only country like us. I don't think anybody else does what we do to the extent that we do it. Um, even, even Europe is, you know, different. Every country is completely different, and the ones that have rulers or dictators are extremely dangerous. And, and I don't hold it against anybody for wanting to go and see things and do this stuff, but there comes a point in time where your, your safety is at hand, right? And um, I think this is a good thing because they need to know that they can't just disappear people. And I hope that woman is safe. I hope she gets to come back and play tennis. Hopefully this will work itself out, but I think this is a step in the right direction to show them that you can't just disappear people. We don't want anything to do with that, right? So this is a very touchy subject, and the reason I mentioned Russia is because Russia's planning on like going to war with the Ukraine and now Biden's stepping in and China uh, is, is ramping up their military uh, to go against uh, Taiwan, I think it was. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Should we just let them duke it out? Just let them fight. Why are we getting involved? Why are we always getting involved? Don't we have enough of a mess here. But then again, it's like, well, other countries, I guess, depend on us to be there. And it's like, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. All I know is that somebody is, may or may not be on this planet anymore because they spoke against somebody who rules a country. 
that's no way to deal with it. No way to deal with it, but that's the way they deal with it. So are we supposed to just accept the fact that that's the way they deal with it? And then go to the Olympics? I I think I think this is the right way um, to deal with this situation. And uh, it just kind of, it's, it's very disgusting. It's very disgusting that these things are still happening today in 2021. You know, it's the same thing with North and South Korea. You know, what are we going to do? Are we, like, if, if North Korea attacks South Korea and then Russia invades the Ukraine and then China invades Taiwan, I mean, what are we supposed to do at that point? We're going to split ourselves up into three and help on three fronts? I just, I don't know. Sometimes I think, uh, like in my own life, you know, you spread yourself a little thin. And, and you're not, you might feel like you're getting more done. But is it getting done to the extent of where it could have been if you had just focused on that one thing? You know, and I think. Focusing on the U.S. would be the better uh, placement for the energy. I just do. But I also understand that, you know, you know, I hate saying this, but the, the U.S. is like the, the U.S. of A. is basically, you know, the, the world police. You know, we feel we got to get into everything. We got to. We got to make everybody happy and we got to get everybody on the same page. And it's like, that's never going to happen. You know, we we're a young country. Um, the English language is young. All everything that we have here is very young. You know, I, 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 I think I said something similar in my my last week's podcast. But uh, America is like Scientology. It's only been around a couple hundred years, a couple thousand years, whatever it is, you know, it, it just hasn't been around that long. And for us to think that this is the end all be all, I think is crazy. All empires come up and then collapse. That is what history shows us. Now, is China on the verge of a collapse? It's possible. But I also feel like America is on the verge of collapse. So I like what they're doing. I like the message it sends. But at the same time, if you're an Olympian, uh, after these things have been said, I would probably stay home. I, I think I just would. You know, I think that would be the safest bet. All right. My next one. Let's see here. Okay. So this one here, um, I'm just going to talk about, but. This happened on Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. It was... When I read this, I was like, really? So, there are more and more shootings, guns. Uh, you know, we've had more school shootings. We've had people shooting each other in Boston and on the, on the streets of Texas. And, I mean, it is just everywhere. Stabbings, too. Stabbings are very, very, like, intense right now. Um, also, I believe on Thanksgiving, a, a woman was stabbed in the neck and, uh, she died. Um, but this here is a stray bullet goes through a window and kills a man eating 
his Thanksgiving dinner. I, I mean, it's just so frustrating. I feel like this is the way it's always been. It's just now news is just rampant, right? It's 24 hours a day. Um, so they've just got to fill those 24 hours. And we're just seeing more and more and more of of this in the news today. So I'm not sure if this is more than usual, less than usual. I feel like we're in a better place today in 2021 than we ever have been, only here in America, because I don't live anywhere else. So I can't tell you if anybody else is doing better today than they were 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I don't know. I can I can't honestly say um that anybody else is doing better uh today than they were decades ago. I can't. But I feel like America has gotten a lot better over the last couple decades and things have gotten, you know, a little bit more open, uh, a little bit more understanding. And, yeah, we still have tons of violence. We still have uh, tons of uh, everything, everything, suicide, uh, drug overdoses, you name it. Um, it's happening even today. But why is a 25-year-old, you know, he was shooting, uh, let's see, a Thanksgiving dinner turned tragic inside Pennsylvania home when a 25-year-old man was shot and killed by a stray bullet pierced through a window. The man... Uh, was eating Thanksgiving dinner with his family at the time and had nothing to do with the shooting, according to authorities. All right, so the shooting stemmed from a dispute at a Thanksgiving dinner party early Thursday, according to police. At the party, Clark and his girlfriend, Jacqueline Brown, and two other individuals were asked to leave, according to the police. Following their exit, people at the house discovered that alcohol was missing. Brown was later notified about the theft from her cousin who was at the party. The arraignments were made to return the stolen alcohol. As the cousin was parked and waited for Clark to come outside with the alcohol in his home, he brandished a gun, which led to her quickly driving off. She heard multiple gunshots as she drove away. Investigators later found seven projectiles in the area, including one live round that determined that the bullet that killed uh, Paulise uh, came from Clark's shooting location. Using two different surveillance videos and Alan analysis of the bullet hole in the window, two other male suspects were seen on the video, police say. This is the second incident bystander killed this year by senseless dispute that turned to gun violence by someone who is not even legally able to own a gun. I mean, it's just, it's just sad, right? It's a sad situation. People are heated. They're angry. Uh, the, the lockdowns, the mandates, uh, the pushing of the vaccines... All of this is causing more and more people to become unhinged. 
And I understand why. Nobody wants this, right? Nobody wants it. Everybody's upset by it. And some people don't know how to handle it. They don't have it in them to contain or think logically about what they're doing. They just go off of emotion. And isn't that something I've been talking about nonstop since I started this damn podcast? Is that emotions kill us. Emotions hurt us. Emotions are nothing to act off of. They're not. They don't get us anywhere. You know? So... I just think that this is it was it was sad to see happen and it's becoming more and more regular which I'm afraid is going to um cause more people to just kind of shove it off. You know, we're going to what's that what's that word I'm looking for when you just you see something over and over and over again and you just become numb to it. You know? It's like uh, Joe Rogan, right? He watches fights. He's seen thousands of people get their face smashed in or legs broken or arms busted or whatever have you. And now when he sees things like that, he doesn't even react. He's like, oh, don't do that. This is going to happen. And it does. You know? So he reacts in real time. But, like, he was on... Uh, YMH Live, and it was funny because his reaction to people getting hurt, he had, like, no reaction. But when a video was gross, you know, uh, uh, somebody shitting on somebody or, you know, prolapse anus, that's what made his stomach turn. That's what caused him to cringe. So you just become numb to this, and I'm afraid that all of these shootings and these school shootings and all of these things happening and just being on the news 24-7, another shooting, another one, another. Eventually, you just get to a point where you're like, oh, it's another shooting, you know, and you just brush it off and move on with your day because you're like, I can't help everybody. So, I don't know. I, I just... if. We need to help keep the guns out of people's hands that are not supposed to have them. But we also need to take responsibility for why those things happened. Now, why this person was asked to leave the friggin' party, uh, why they thought it would be a good idea to steal alcohol, I have no idea. So It all sounds like a bad idea to me. But... Now, there's somebody, you know, that lived across the street or wherever that is no longer here because of this argument over alcohol or being thrown out of the party. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy to me. And I just wish, um, I really do wish we could all just get along. You know, you may not think like I do. I may not think like you do. But that's okay. That's what makes all of this. If we all thought and acted the exact same way, wouldn't we all be bored? 
But just because I think something's right and you think it's wrong doesn't make you right and it doesn't make me right or it doesn't make me wrong and it doesn't make you wrong. We just have two different opinions. We should be okay with that today. I think that's more important than anything else we're dealing with. You know? It's fucking wild, man. So much shit going on today. Now, here we go. Here's a fun one. FedEx. This driver dumped hundreds of packages into the Alabama ravine. And this guy didn't do it once. He didn't do it twice. He did it six times. So... (laughs) I I mean, how are we supposed to order things, right? Everybody's telling us, order all your Christmas gifts, order all your stuff before the 15th. I think it's the latest for ground. But why? What does that matter? Right? Say you place the order. I mean, they caught this guy and he's being charged and all that. But what if they didn't? And then you place your order, and you're like, all right, good. I'm going to get my package. And then all of a sudden, it never shows up. Because it got dumped into a ravine. I mean, that's a lot of packages. So if we've got drivers that are going to do this, and you have to place your orders before specific times in order to get things on time for the holidays... This just creates another mess. Now, I did pull up a secondary article because I wanted more of a video. I love uh, being able to share these things with you. It's a little it's only two minutes. Let's find out a little bit more about the gentleman who threw six trucks worth of packages into a ravine how several hundred FedEx packages ended up in a ravine in Blount County. Hundreds of packages seen here thrown in a ravine and who knows how long they've been there. We've been working to find out what happened and we spoke with a woman who thinks some of her orders may have been in that ditch. A Blount County woman who wants to stay anonymous Ooh, believes her packages could be in the pile. Sheriff deputies helped FedEx employees scoop out of a ravine Thanksgiving morning. My faith in FedEx is really bad right now. She relies on the company to deliver her food. The pandemic keeps her and her husband in because of his health condition. It seems to have worked okay until last week I had two shipments that said they were delivered. And I couldn't find them. The sheriff's office says Wednesday night they got a call from a property owner who found a bulk of FedEx packages. Once we got deputies down here on the scene and realized it was... Uh, a very large mess. We contacted FedEx immediately, and um, they sent out a, a region or an area manager to come and uh, you know, take a look and see uh, what all was going on. It turned out to be 300 to 400 packages. We do believe this is probably more than one dump that was done here, and uh, anywhere from a week ago up to just a couple of days ago. Investigators believe a driver may have dumped the boxes out here. At this point, we can't say that for a fact until they get all the packages back to their warehouse where they can scan them and see um, 
if they were scanned, showed for delivery. The Blount County woman has been in touch with FedEx, but isn't getting anywhere. They said they were going to uh, escalate it with a supervisor who would call me the next day. And I never received another phone call from them until yesterday. Now the sheriff's office is working with FedEx to get the names of customers. FedEx says in addition to working with local law enforcement, they're conducting a review of the situation to take appropriate action. In the meantime, customers with questions about their shipment can track their packages. We got a link on our WVTM 13 uh, website. That's WVTM13.com. That'll take you there. Not only did this guy dump these things into a ravine, but he also checked off that they were all delivered. And, you know, this is some of the trouble we're having today with tracking, period. I mean, I don't even pay attention to the tracking anymore because it's basically worthless. We've had tracking that said delivered, and then we call, and the package is missing. And so even on, an, on a personal end and a bit, uh, from the business side of things, tracking has become pretty much useless because it, everything is so fucked up right now. But to actually check off, you delivered everything, and then just what? You back the truck up and just start throwing shit? Absolutely insane. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure half of that shit's destroyed, and now all those companies have to replace all those items because of this FedEx driver. That's going to cost these companies thousands, if not millions of dollars, Right. And then who's going to pay pay that back? Now we're going to have more price increases because of this jackass. <laughs> That's all I see. I just see more prices increasing. It's 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 absolutely insane. Um, But I, I just don't know anymore. I mean, how are we supposed to do Christmas shopping when now there is a slight fear of the packages just being dumped off at a ravine? It's just bullshit. It's another thing to deal with. And it's like, what caused this guy to do this? Right? Why would you do that? It's your job to, to deliver the packages. If you didn't want to do your job, why do all these people have to pay for you not wanting to do your job? Just fucking quit. You know, I've been saying this to people for years. If you're unhappy with your job, fucking leave leave. I've done it to all my jobs. If I get bored, if I'm unhappy, I don't think the pay is good enough. I, I feel like I'm being mistreated. I'm out. But you don't just up and leave and you don't do shit like this. You do the work, put out your application, zip recruiter, indeed, wherever you can do it on all of them. And they're literally finding you jobs while you're at your job. It's just that simple. But if you're unhappy, why does everybody else have to pay for that? Get a new job. Maybe it'll make you happy, but I'm telling you right now, most of the time, the grass is not greener on the other side. All right, so this is happening right here in my hometown. So we are having a ton of break-ins. Yeah, not house uh, yet. Uh, I'm sure there's some, uh, but mostly cars. And it is mostly in one particular area in the in the Manchester uh, city. And um, 
I, I believe this is the one, and if it's not, that's fine. I'll talk about it anyways. But now, not only are these people, uh, you know, breaking into cars, uh, mind you, if you live anywhere today, everything should be locked, all right? If you're still one of those people that leaves a whole bunch of shit in their car and you leave it unlocked, well, I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? You should be... I, I I don't leave anything in my car. And when I was driving the Subaru, if someone stole it, I would have been happy. I will not be somebody if I will not be happy if somebody steals my new car. I'll be very unhappy because it I really like it. It's nice. I finally like a car again. It's always nice to like your car, right? But I even if they broke into my Subaru or they break into my new Infinity. They're not getting anything. They're going to get the car. Fucking take it. It's insured. Don't care. It's a, It's like the attachment that we have with material things. We need to let go of that attachment. I think that is something that really needs to happen. But on the other hand, I live in the city. <clears throat> My doors are fucking locked. And I have a driveway with a garage. My doors are still locked. My garage is locked. My house is locked. I'm inside my house right now. It's fully locked. So I am not understanding people who leave their doors unlocked. I don't get it. What are you doing today? Especially after uh, or now that we're in the middle of this pandemic, more people are losing their housing. More people are being uh, uh, living in their cars. More people are without more today. What do you think they're going to do? Now, do I think this is any one person's fault? No, I don't. I think it's everybody's fault, right? It's everybody's fault. It's the people that don't lock their doors. It's the people that didn't prepare and now they're out on the streets. It's the people that uh, uh, lost their job for no fucking reason whatsoever and then lost everything else. Now they're out there stealing. It's it's everybody's fault you know it's and and you can say that it's mostly our government's fault but at the end of the day our government is not supposed to be doing what it's doing today it's not supposed to be babysitting us and making sure we're okay it's not supposed to be doing that it is there to keep us safe keep war from happening on our homeland and other things but what they're doing today is not what our government is supposed to be doing at all. So this has been happening here in the in, in the Manchester area, Concord area. And uh, let's see what they got to say. A home surveillance camera in Madison shows suspects rummaging through a vehicle early Monday. One of eight hit. In less than a minute, they take what they can, fleeing in a stolen vehicle at another location. A homeowner caught them in the act. Uh, shot was fired and somebody one of the suspects yelled get back in your house it's the second time in a matter of weeks that madison has been hit and the second time a homeowner has encountered gunfire it's, it's scary somebody somebody's going to get hurt before this is over if you see something at night make sure you call on the police immediately don't try to deal with the situation yourself hampton police releasing this from a home camera a suspect in the driveway holding a gun Early Friday, 28 unlocked vehicles targeted, one stolen, the others with items taken. And that includes um, 
wallets, IDs, credit cards, uh, gifts for the holidays. What the addresses here in Hampton seem to have in common with other communities is that they're all on or near a major road that leads to a major route, in this case, Interstate 95. Departments are checking with each other for similarities. You know, this isn't just a one-person deal, it's, uh, it's teamwork. If we believe that this continued uh, well into Western Maine after Madison was, was hit. Hampton police say it's too early to know if they're connected, but asking the public if they recognize this person of interest and to do their part. Really try to remind people to make sure we're locking our vehicles at night, and we, don't, we want to make sure we're not storing valuables in our vehicles at night. In Hampton, Jennifer Crompton, WMUR News. Don't leave that stuff in your car. Don't. Wallets, computers, cell phones, money. None of that should be left in your car today. And on top of it, Christmas presents? Why? Like, I get it. You're probably hiding it from the kids. But guess what? Just have the kids go do something else. I don't know. Get them out of your car. Get them into the house. Don't wait. Um, but this is what's happening all over the place. So now these thieves are going in and they are robbing the cars and they're arming themselves in case you come out of your house and ask them to stop. They're just going to shoot at you now. So now there's um, a, a real danger to getting injured um, just because you want to stop somebody from stealing shit out of your car. Right. Don't do that. There's no reason for it. It's just like, um, you know, it, when I'm driving, uh, if somebody is coming into my lane, I don't swerve out of their way. I don't do that because it's more dangerous for me to swerve out of their way than it is to just allow them to hit me. Um, because swerving could cause other things. You lay on the horn, you stay, stay right where you are, and hopefully they don't hit you. But you will be much safer if they hit you and you don't swerve, right? Now, depending on how hard they hit you, could cause you to swerve, blah, 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 blah. But if somebody was breaking into my car, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not running out to my car to stop them. I will watch from the camera. I will try to take as many pictures as possible. But I'm going to stay in my house. I'm not going outside to see whether or not... Um, I can stop this person. I, I just call the cops, sit in my house, and let them deal with it. And hopefully, um, you know, nobody does get injured from this shit going on. But like I already said, I have nothing in my car. So even if they break into it, they're not getting much. And always remember, like, if you do what I do, and you have a car, and it's fully insured because you have a loan, then what, why put yourself in any danger in the first place? Now it's just an insurance claim. Do, is, it, is it a headache? Is it a pain in the ass? Yeah. But who gives a shit? Again, it's just material things. But at the end of the day, take all your valuables out of your vehicles. Lock the doors. Those are your two best options for not having this happen to you. Jesus Christ. All right, I got I got quite a bit left, huh? I don't even know if I'm going to make it through all these. Yeah, we'll have an extended podcast. We'll make it through all these. 
All right. So now Chris Cuomo has been, well, this has suspended indefinitely, um, but uh, he's not suspended anymore. He actually is fired. He got fired. Now, I listened to uh, Crystal and Sauger, which is the burning point. And uh, uh, when this first started going down and he got suspended, and then it turned into suspended indefinitely, and now it's fired. Uh, When he first got suspended, they didn't think he was actually going to get fired. They thought he was going to, you know, uh, you know, you're on suspension, and when this cools off, we'll bring you back. But he actually got fired. Our colleague, Chris Cuomo, indefinitely. New documents revealed he was more involved than previously known in shaping the defense for his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who faced sexual misconduct allegations. Brian Stelter joins me now with the news on this. Brian. Yeah, some news about our own house here, John. And of course, Chris, a former co-anchor of New Day, now CNN's primetime host, one of the highest rated hosts on CNN. This was a long time coming. Cuomo in the news all year long because of his brother and because of the scandal involving the now former governor. Uh, it was known that Chris Cuomo was talking to his brother, giving political advice. But in the newly released documents, uh, you can see that Chris Cuomo is essentially working as an unpaid advisor, an aide, as if he is a staffer of the governor's, giving political advice, uh, giving commentary, also working his own sources to try to find out more about what might be revealed about his brother. Here's the statement from CNN overnight about the suspension, saying when Chris admitted to us that he had offered advice to his brother's staff, he broke our rules and we acknowledged that publicly. But we also appreciated the unique position he was in and understood the need to put family first and job second. However, these documents point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew. And as a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely pending further evaluation. So that's the statement from CNN executives overnight. I think what's going on here is a little bit complicated, John. You've got media critics condemning Chris, calling on CNN to take action. You have some colleagues here at CNN who were mad at Chris Cuomo for putting the network in a tough spot and wanted to see action. You also have a lot of viewers, though, who love Chris Cuomo and are now ticked off that he's off the air and they want to see him back. So there's a mixture of uh, relief, disappointment. It's a complicated situation. I think the bottom line is that Cuomo is on the bench for now. We're heading into a holiday season. I think it's possible he will be on the bench for several weeks. It's possible he'll be back in January. Uh, But I think what's going to happen now here at CNN is a more thorough review of the New York Attorney General's document dump in order to find out more about what happened. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How about Chris Cuomo just maybe should have done the smart thing and pulled himself out of the story and been like, I can't report on this. I got to pull myself from this story. I have too close of connection considering the person being uh, uh, with the allegations against him is my brother. Maybe he should have started there. And then maybe he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. I don't think this is as complex as as he's making it out to be. Um, I think this is very simplistic. Chris Cuomo went in and got information and then warned his brother. That is a huge fucking no-no. You don't do that. 
when it's your responsibility to report on things and something, it's just like a, a detective or a cop and one of their family members gets shot or uh, robbed or something like that, they're not allowed to investigate that case. They're no longer allowed to do anything that has to do with that case, period. That's the way this should have been done. Chris Cuomo had the opportunity to say, hey, this is my brother, and I have to pull myself out of this because I, I have a bias. I have a biased opinion. And he chose not to do that. He chose to use his tools and his information to help his brother hopefully dodge the situation, and he put himself in quite a pickle. Now, whether or not he made CNN and look bad, I think that's pretty much impossible. CNN looks bad and horrible as it is. I mean, they're a friggin', what, right-wing, biased fucking news thing, and I don't trust a word that comes out of their mouth in the first place. So, at the end of the day, this isn't that complex. It's very simple. He should have pulled himself out. He didn't. He used his information to help his brother, and now he's fired. I think it worked out exactly how it was supposed to, and that's the way it should be done. When you choose to involve yourself in something and still try to use your platform, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all, and I think he got exactly what was deserved, and who knows? All the people looking forward to Chris Cuomo coming back, maybe he'll just make his own podcast, and then all those people will be happy. But at, at the end of the day, this was wrong, and I feel like he got fired for a very good reason. You know? Fucking people are so stupid. They're just so stupid. Uh, let's see. All right, let's get into some fun things, all right? This, one's, this one I like. Now, scientists discover a marijuana compound that's 30 times more potent than THC. <laughs> all right. I wish I had a video on this, but I don't. Um, so THCP appears to have a stronger binding powers than other cannabis compounds. Now, I'll tell you what I know about THCP. I believe I'm getting a sample of this um, from one of my companies where I get Delta 8 and Delta 9 and THCO from. So that means it's derived from the hemp plant. So... Now, I guess you can find THCP in the cannabis plant. Now, they haven't human tested it yet, but it seems to attach to all the cannabinoids that THC attaches to just in more abundance. So, it looks like this could actually uh, get you higher. What its actual effects are going to be, I have no idea, but this is amazing to see and the reason we're seeing all of it is because of the legalization of cannabis the legalization of hemp again and all these new laws getting put into effect that are allowing people to dissect this plant and look more into it and allowing um people to use hemp in different ways you know um what I'm seeing is is every every way that we dissect the cannabis plant, now they're dissecting the hemp plant the exact same way, which is why they're finding all these new things out. It's not that they're new. 
It's that we've never been capable of doing this before legally, which is why everybody was so confused that it was a, a, a class one narcotic saying that it had no medical uh, um, it, it, it wasn't a medical plant. It wasn't for medicine. It was just for getting fucked up. So they scheduled it, number one, uh, class one narcotic, and we've never been able to do these things. So even though, yes, this is new, and it's new information, and there's new things, it's only because it's been, what, 70, 90 years of everybody saying that cannabis is a gateway drug and there's it, it does nothing for us medically and therefore it doesn't need to be looked at and now that it's being looked at it's pretty fucking incredible pretty incredible i'm excited for this um i bet you 10 to 1 in the future short uh, i don't even think it's that far into the future you'll be seeing this in dispensaries um, you know, maybe one dab will be like three dabs. I don't know, but I think it's fucking awesome. I think all of this is great, and I'm so excited to see um, what more we find out about this plant in general because it's going to blow our minds um, and probably upset a lot of us as well just because of the simple fact that it took them so goddamn long to allow us to Find these things out, you know? So this is very exciting. I'm not going to get too into it. Like I said, all my links will be in the description under the video. If you want to look more into anything that I've talked about on today's podcast, go there, click the link, and do your own research. But I think this is just great. And this is something that we should have been doing eons ago. Years and years ago. You know, and I mean, I could get all into it, but I won't. But this all started with the cotton gin and all this other bullshit just so that somebody could put money in their pocket. They ended up deeming something illegal. And now, 70, 90 years later, we are starting to find out that they were wrong. When almost all of us who've been smoking for years knew that they were wrong. And now the rest of the world is finally finally catching up. But it's exciting stuff. I like seeing all of these things, especially stuff like this. Hallucinogen in magic mushroom reveal relieves depression and largest clinical trial to date. This is the largest ever clinical trial of psilocybin as a depression treatment. Yes. It is about time. All these things, because now mushrooms are legal in Canada, they are legal, I think, in Colorado, and they're um, they're not legal everywhere, but they are decriminalized in a lot of areas now. And this is a great thing as well, just like the ketamine treatments and all the rest of the treatments that they're coming up with to help with PTSD, to help with depression, to help with uh, cognitive decline. I mean, there it's just absolutely amazing that we finally get to find this stuff out. I've always said this. 
since I started smoking, since I started using drugs and stimulants and all this other stuff, if it comes from the ground, it can't be that bad. It just can't. If it's naturally growing, then how bad could it really be? Now, I know you could probably turn that around on me, and you'd be like, well, look at some of the mushrooms that kill you. Look at some of the plants that kill you. Yeah, I know. There is umpteen million things on this planet that can kill us, and there's umpteen million things on this planet that can help us. We just need to find out what helps us and what kills us. And the only way to do that is to dissect it. But when something is a class one narcotic, you can't do the science. So now being capable of doing the science to these things, we're finding out that they help. And that was my argument for years. And I was like, I smoke pot. It makes, it helps me. It makes me happy. It calms me down. It allows me to focus. And I may be just one person, but I had friends that were going through the same thing. And it was helping them. But we all had to hide in our backyard or in a car or under a deck or in a cave somewhere. And then not tell anybody we were fucking high when we went, you know what I mean, when we went home. Because we're bad people and now we're going to go to jail. And I'm just glad that all of these walls are finally getting torn down. I think this is so exciting. Um, I have been a proponent of microdosing for years now. And I really enjoy taking a point two of some psilocybin mushrooms and just allowing um, them to help me puts me in a better mood. It doesn't doesn't mess up your driving. It doesn't mess up your thinking. It doesn't make it incapable of doing a job. If anything, it helps. You know, I'm only in the retail world. So there's not too much to worry about. I'm not doing any heavy machinery. I mean, I'm just selling vapes to people. So I'm one of a million. I understand you probably don't want your crane technician to be microdosing or your arms person to be microdosing or other important positions in this industry. I, I get it. I get it. There's some places where it's not acceptable. But for everyday retail and just doing a normal, you know, nine to five freaking job, maybe you're Maybe you're, you're, you're filing paperwork all fucking day. I mean, to heighten yourself just a little bit to make that more enjoyable, are you really hurting anybody? What would you do? You probably found out that you were a little bit more productive and you got more things filed that day. And you're like, wow, that's amazing because it helps. It opens up. It allows growth. I mean, they are starting to really believe and push on the fact that when the, if we came from apes, according to science, I, I mean, I don't really know where the human race came from, right? I don't know. I only know what I read and listen to. So 
But if they ate mushrooms and that caused their brain to grow, well, then doesn't that show us that if we were to eat mushrooms, it could open up more doorways for us today and maybe help the brain take another step into growing or being able to process information differently? I I just... I think that um, none of these drugs should be illegal. I think they should all be looked at for medical reasons. And I think this is a great thing. And hopefully, before I die, I see mushrooms and ketamine and uh, marijuana go federally legal. And then we can be done with this shit. And then we're really going to find it. Like, I'm hoping by the time it goes federally legal, we will have found out everything that all of these medicines do to help us instead of what we've always been told, that they hurt us. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. This is a video. <laughs> if you watched one of my previous podcasts, it was funny because I... I found a video on World Star of a cop having sex with a prostitute in the car. This one is uh, just a, you know, state trooper. I mean, not hurting anybody, right? But he's also not doing his job. State police now investigating whether or not a young trooper was sleeping on the job. This after video surfaced online, which appears to show that trooper curled up in the driver's seat of his cruiser. The video was posted on YouTube after someone driving by confronted the trooper. A state police spokesperson tells us the department is aware of the video, which appears to show the conduct is clearly unsatisfactory. An internal affairs investigation has been opened. The trooper is still on the job tonight while the investigation is underway. I, it makes me chuckle. I'm sorry. I'm not against the cops. I'm not, I'm not a proponent of defunding the police. I think that's the stupidest thing we could ever do. If anything, we need to fund them. We need to train them. We need to get them better. But when you have state troopers sleeping in their car while they're on duty, well, I'm going to hold it against you. Now, I don't know what happened to this guy. I don't know if he got fired. I don't know if he got suspended. I, I don't know anything else. All I know is, is that he was sleeping in his car, and I found it funny, and I wanted to share it with you. Because at the end of the day, those are the people we need to defund. Those are the, that's what they need to defund. They need to get the garbage uh, people out of the police um, uh, squad, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what I'm looking for here for words. Um, it's, it's getting late and I am getting tired. Um, but what I'm saying is, is instead of defunding the police, let's give a different incentive. Get rid of your weak, right? This guy's sleeping in a car. He should be fired. He's on duty. He's sleeping. That would be like me being at the vape shop, sleeping in the chair, and then somebody walks in, and I'm sleeping behind the counter. Like, that's not good. That's not good for business. It doesn't make the business look good. It doesn't make me look good. Just like 
this guy sleeping in his car doesn't make the police look good, and it's just not making him look good. So I consider that to be a weak link. You should be fired. Just like the guy, that the, the, the state trooper or the cop, that was having sex with a prostitute, well, that guy should be fired. He's a weak link. Get rid of him. And they say, well, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Bullshit. Get rid of the weak link. You're stronger. Right? The chain will hold together. But maybe instead of defunding, we should be giving them incentive to clean out their trash and get rid of their weak links. And then maybe that would make things better. You know? You get rid of all the people that have... uh, 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 put knees on people or, 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 or rough someone up when they didn't need to. Those are the people you get rid of. Those are the assholes that don't need to be on the force anymore. Or somebody walking around thinking they're better than everybody else because they're holding a badge and a gun. That's a weak link to me. Get re- you're out of here. If I started walking around like I was better than everybody, you don't think eventually somebody's going to put me in my place? Of course they are. That's going to piss some people off. Well... That's even worse when you have a badge and a gun. So this is what I think should be done in order to help our police forces get stronger is get rid of fucking stupid people like this. And there's stupid people everywhere, in every business, in every corporation, around the globe. So I think that would be a better way of dealing with the situation instead of completely um, defunding our safety. All right? Because you... you you want to sit there and say, defund the police, defund the police. Well, what happens when someone's breaking into your car and you call them? Well, guess what? They ain't coming. So, you know what I mean? It works both ways. So, you can't say defund and then be like, hey, you need to be here now because I got someone breaking into my shit. It's not going to work both ways. So, I think we just get rid of the weak. Uh, of the police force, and that'll make the police force stronger. Maybe they can bring in new people that are even better. I don't know. Maybe there needs to be a better screening process. Who knows? You know, people are very good at wearing masks. So you could be, I'm very good at a job interview. You know, I've trained myself to be very good at a job interview. Well, those guys have probably trained themselves to be very good at their job interview. Or to get through the course. And, you know, they're a different person. And then they got that badge and gun, and then they flipped their switch and they showed their true colors. So I don't know exactly what needs to be done in order to make this happen, but I think it's a better way of handling it than taking away all their money. All right, here's my last one for the day. A plumber found cash and checks stashed in a wall at Joel Olstein's Houston Mega Church. What the fuck? Are you serious? This is so crazy. And uh, I'm hoping uh, they give us some good information here. Let's check it out. But I mean, it was just like unbelievable the things he was telling us that they found in the wall. George Lindsay, co host of the morning show for the morning bullpen at 100.3 The Bull is talking about this morning's segment. And we've been talking about things that you found of value and 
we have been blown away. A caller who recently did some plumbing work at Lakewood Church dropped a bombshell. There was a loose toilet in the wall, and uh, we removed the tile. Well, they removed the tile. Uh, went to go remove the toilet and I moved some insulation away, and uh, about... 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. Envelopes full of cash and checks. I went ahead and uh, contacted the uh, maintenance supervisor that was there, and uh, I went ahead and turned it all in. Lindsay couldn't believe it. So then he relayed to us that in 2014, there was a big story about money being stolen from Lakewood Church. In fact, HPD is still investigating that seven-year-old case involving the disappearance of $600,000. It's unclear how much money the plumber discovered, but the case raises a lot of questions. Uh, don't you want to know what happened? I mean, they stole the money, but they didn't get it out of the wall. In a statement, Lakewood Church said recently while repair work was being done at Lakewood Church, an undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found. They notified the police and are assisting them with the investigation. Holy shit. That's insane. That's insane. Um... I mean, I don't know much about the Olstein church and all that shit, but what? You, you, you have somebody come in to repair stuff and you stole money from the church. Why would you put it in the church wall? It doesn't make any sense to me, right? You, you took the money. So why did it go into a wall? Maybe somebody came in and they were just like, oh, I got to shove it into a wall real quick. But if it turns out to be the $6 million that went missing, well, then obviously it's somebody within the church, right? I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was so crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. How, how do you steal money from a church and then put it back into the church? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? Stupid people again. What are you doing? You didn't bring a duffel bag with you. You didn't, you didn't bring a suitcase. You didn't bring anything to get the money out of that place. You just took the money and then stuffed it back into the walls? Until what? Until they just forget about $6 million? It... it blows my mind how stupid uh people are they're just they're just so dumb i don't understand why um people think the way they think and i mean i'm no better i used to think horribly i used to try and get away with so much shit and i didn't even realize that my lies weren't even making any sense right i was a stupid stupid person and nobody, I can't blame anybody else but myself for all of that stupidity. The only thing I could do was finally make myself a better person. But I don't know. This is going to be neat. I can't wait to see what unfolds from this because I'm waiting to see if it's the $6 million that went missing from the church. And I'm also starting, I'm, I'm thinking it was somebody within the church that did this. But, oh, my God, that was so crazy. Um, oh, right. Um, but yeah, so that's the current events for the week. Um, real quick before I go, I just want to say one more thing on crypto. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I'm starting to understand it a little bit more. And I don't know if I can show you this, 
but I'm going to share it with you because after today, um, uh, uh, they'll already be on sale. So you'll get your opportunity to buy these as well. And uh, let me see if I can just locate it real quick. Ah, there it is. All right, I got it. I'm going to show you guys. This is awesome. All right, so check this out. Now, I have been advertising for slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com for, oh, quite some time now. Tony Savaro is the tattoo artist. He is the one who comes up with all the designs, all the prints, all the pictures. He's a tattoo artist out of Kingston, Massachusetts. Amazing, amazing guy. I, I'm, I'm so blessed to know him. He's just incredible. He's a great person to have a conversation with. Um, and I just love Tony so much. But now he has come out with his own NFTs. Yes, Rockin' Tuna. The Rockin' Tuna NFTs are, will be on sale the 11th. Yes. So starting December 11th, for 0.05 Ethereum, you can own your own Rockin' Tuna NFT. Isn't that awesome? I think it's pretty fucking cool. Like I said, I don't know much about crypto. I don't know much about NFTs. I don't know what any of this means. I don't even know if it's going to be here if the power gets shut down. You know what I mean? All of this seems so crazy but then again people are buying land in the metaverse right now and then they're selling it to people and i found out that the only way to get to the metaverse is through oculus glasses or some type of vision thing on a video game system so i will not be participating in the metaverse itself per se um i am looking into some other stuff on the metaverse but i don't know how to really get involved with it just yet I'm digging into it, just like I dug into crypto, and I own some e Shiba Inu, I own some Ethereum, I, I own something else. I got three of them, right? I think I got three of them right now, maybe two. But anyways, I'm in the crypto a little bit, I'm riding the roller coaster, but now I'm jumping on the NFT train. That's right, supporting Tony Savaro and getting some of his rocking tuna NFTs, which will be released to the public on the 11th. I'm very excited about this. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think a lot of these NFTs, if you get in uh, on them at the, at the, at when, uh, in the early stages, right. And get in and I've been seeing and talking to a bunch of people about NFTs lately, um, because I was a little skeptical about getting into it, but I think it's just fun. I think it's fun. I want to own some art, and I want to make some money, right? And that's what we're all trying to do today. We're all trying to make some money. So, um, and I'm finding out that NFTs seem to be like um, almost a quick turnaround. So crypto, you buy it, you ride the roller coaster. Obviously, if you get in early, it, you got to ride the roller coaster until... You know, it hits a penny, and then you hope that it goes over a penny and keeps going up. Um, but an NFT can uh, multiply its value extremely fast. So I'm ex super excited about this. I've been 
watching my phone like a hawk. I had to uh, buy a bunch of shit, you know, Ethereum. I had to move stuff. So I find that that's probably the most complicated part about all of this is when you go on to Coinbase or you go on to uh, Robinhood or any of these fucking crypto places, buying it seems to be relatively easy. Um, if you're like I am, um, and you don't have cash up front, I like to use crypto.com. Um, it's an app on your phone. Uh, they allow you to use charge card. So I, I, I love them because of that reason. Coinbase, Robinhood, and one other one I use, they don't allow you to do that. And then of course, um, I had to, if you use Coinbase, um, you can just order your rock and tuna through Coinbase or you have to go to rockandtuna.com uh, and then uh, you can use Coinbase, Ethereum and purchase your Rock and Tuna. If you don't have Coinbase and you haven't moved your cryptocurrency over to Coinbase, you would have to use something like MetaMask. All right, it's a wallet. So you have to move it over to the wallet. You lose some of your crypto. Like, what was it? Yesterday I moved like 340 bucks. Well, when it moved, I only had $3 and, uh, $303. So I lost $37 for the transfer, which is fine. I don't give a shit because it's not that big of a deal when you're looking at possibly making some money off an NFT. So it's, it, it's all a game of, uh, you know, uh, what is that? You know, you, you, you're just trying to make some money. You're buying in small and hoping that it blows up big. But I have more faith in somebody that I personally know than anything you could tell me about uh, that's going on today. So I wanted to just touch base and let you guys know what's going on in the NFT crypto world. Um, you know, uh, Shiba Inu. Don't get mad at me if you bought into Shiba Inu and you're watching it decline. I'm watching it decline too. Trust me. You know, I don't want to get too into it. But I bought in at uh, 0.078. And now it's 0 0.036. So I'm losing two. This is the roller coaster. So if you listened to my last podcast and you got on and you bought some shit and now you're upset, just do what I'm doing. Like I said, don't sell. Stick with it. Crypto is a roller coaster. Just ride the ride. But. If you're looking for something fun to do or you got some Ethereum to spare, go and get yourself some Tony Savaro Rockin' Tuna NFTs. I'm telling you, these are going to be the next big thing. All right? So, I just think this stuff is so fucking cool. Uh, I'm just getting into it. I'm getting into it. Um, I'm loving it. I don't know much about it, but the more I get into it, the more I understand, the more I'm learning don't come at me with the explanation of a blockchain. I've had it explained to me multiple times now. Still don't really get it that much. I still don't understand the gas prices. Like you, when you buy stuff, you got gas prices with the with the uh, NFTs and cryptos. And I'm like, what gas am I buying? Well, I guess it costs. It, they're considering all the mining to be the gas. And then there's payments for that because those people that are mining get paid for mining. So it's a whole thing. There's more and more to it. There's more and more layers. Um, but for me, 
this is what I'm investing some of my money into. And uh, if you want to invest your money into it too, go right ahead and uh, just don't hold it against me if things hit rock bottom because I'm taking the same chance you are. I have no other information than that. No one is telling me that this one's going to be the one. Uh, we're all just hoping that something takes off, you know, and if uh, that's what you're hoping as well, um, then I I would take some Ethereum and I buy yourself a rock and tuna. All right. And help support Tony Savaro. Yeah, like I said, he's an amazing tattoo artist. And of course, you can always uh, check out his website. It is in the link below. But with all that being said, that's the podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I just felt like doing some current events and getting some thoughts out and going over some stuff would be fun. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week, I'll be back doing probably half and half, and then we'll see what happens before Christmas, what type of an episode I want to put up. I'm just playing around right now. I'm trying to just play. You know, I, 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 I had a structure, and I felt like I needed to destroy the structure and go in a different direction, and now I'm just having fun. And isn't that what this is all about, having fun, maybe getting some good information, maybe getting some information you don't agree with and looking into it yourself? That's what gets our gears going. That's what helps us grow. So if I'm helping you grow by maybe you disagreeing with something I say, then yes, that's what I'm talking about. I want everybody to think for themselves, educate themselves, and figure this shit out on their own and maybe with a little bit of help with, from some people from, from time to time. So uh, I just I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a fun time doing it, um, and uh, that's it. That's the podcast uh, for today. Always got to say thank you. Uh, to all my new subscribers, to all my subscribers, you really do keep me coming back here week after week. If you are new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. That's right. If you're watching, listening, however you're getting the content, be subscribing. Just hit that subscribe button. It means nothing to you and everything to me. It literally is what keeps me coming back here week after week. And, of course, give a thumbs up for the videos, set those alarms, share, rate, review, and leave comments. All of that helps the podcast grow, and I need your help to do that, okay? If you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there. Give a follow. I do content every week, almost all week, um, and some weeks are definitely better than others. But again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. And as always, if you want to get more involved with the podcast and maybe get some free slowdown merchandise, that's right, free slowdown merchandise, all you have to do is send an email over to T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com that's talking with Topher at gmail.com the official email of the podcast put slow down in the subject line and if you're looking for advice you want to tell a story maybe you've heard you, you maybe you got a story that's not even yours and you just feel like it needs to get out there because you think it's going to help other people if I pick it out and read it 
you're going to get some free merch. Again, so put slow down in the subject line, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com, official email of the podcast. Send that on over, and you might get some free slow down merchandise for these holidays. All right. I'm super pumped, as always. I'm just excited to get another podcast under my belt. I'm feeling more and more comfortable with this. Um, I definitely have a lot of work to do, but that's all right. I'm doing it all by myself and I can only do what I'm, uh, what I'm capable of doing. And I feel like I, I try to get a little bit better every time and, uh, I'm just working on myself. You know what I mean? And that's what we all need to do. We all need to work on ourselves. So enjoy the rest of this Thursday. I hope you have a great weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later. I'll talk to you later.